Peace and light, y'all. You're listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things in the world of spirituality and self-development from the homie perspective, somebody who's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Episode 18, even with it being two parts, I'm still classifying that as one episode. So one plus eight equals nine, and nine is the number of completion, amongst other things. Nine is one of my favorite numbers, and I've, I planned out if I could make it to 18 episodes, I'm going to stop here and um, start working on season two. So with that being said, episode 18 is the last episode of the first season of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. And um, don't get it twisted. I'm already working on season two. We already working on, I already have my next uh, number of episodes planned out already. Like it's, it's, it's go time. So um, just check out some of the other episodes that we have. You know, for those who are new listening, thank you. Welcome. And uh, feel free to check out what we have. Again, we have Episodes about vegan diets, spirituality, entrepreneurship, how to uh, properly get your finances together. We talk about the chakras. I talk about who I am and why the hell I'm even doing this. I talk about Mercury retrograde, as we will be having a few of those this upcoming year as well. I also talk about haters, how to deal with haters. Um, that's a two-part series, Hater 101 and Hater 102. And um, this has been this has been uh, an awesome ride. I can't even lie. I've met so many awesome people um, from doing this so thank you once again I feel like I'm getting back off topic but with Alexis K Tyler um normally I do a bio with um all of my guests before getting started but Alexis K Tyler is so much of a dynamo um so much of a just she, she's super dynamic I don't really think that any bio I give her is going to, to do any kind of justice for those who have zero idea who she is and there's not too many of y'all um who who don't know who she is because a lot of you guys did reach out to me with questions when you found out I was interviewing her, as well as being excited that she was, you know, interviewing. So a lot of you all that that do follow me, you guys know her. Um, my personal story with Alexis K. Tyler is I was actually chilling in the dorm room and I saw this clip getting a whole bunch of views on YouTube. Back then, YouTube was just starting out and it wasn't super duper popping like it was now. It wasn't nobody hitting no million views on YouTube back then. It was new. So, um, oh, my God, I'm showing my age. But anywho, I heard this woman in a black hat, if I remember correctly, a red turtleneck with her hair pulled back. Beautiful woman saying, dick going to make you slap somebody. And I, I, I cried laughing because I didn't know who it was. I said, who was this woman talking about dick going to make you slap somebody? And then she was like, <laughs> don't let him hit that bottom because if he hit that bottom. I was like, oh, my goodness. Who, this woman is, is keeping it raw on YouTube talking about sex and and i'm i'm just i'm i'm kind of confused because i'm like they allowed this on youtube is this person does she have a channel like who is this person little did i know that alexis k tyler had a show out in atlanta in the hometown um and she was doing a show on public assets tv and unbeknownst to me as she'll discuss in her interview in the very beginning she was in the process of parting ways with the station people were taping that public assets show from the a and putting it for the world to see on YouTube. So people like me who were down at school or whoever else across the world could see it. So Alexis K. Tyler was going viral before going viral was even a thing, let alone being named going viral. And this is at least 10 years ago. I want to say 06, 07, if I remember correct. So Alexis K. Tyler has always been around, but I was drawn to her approach because she kept it real to where you had no choice but to listen and to respect what she's saying because nobody was laying it down like that. And with Spiritual Homegirl... I kind of, I identify because I don't necessarily roll very, hi, my name is Maria. Today we're going to do a, a nice, quiet, cool meditation. I'm not, I'm not like that all the time. And that was a lot of what I was seeing. Sometimes I, I turn up, sometimes I keep it cool. And in this case, the, the approach was so direct. I was like, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Who is she? I need to know more. And um, that's what made me actually want to interview. I said, one day I would love to sit down with her and talk with her. And sure enough, 10 years later, I get the opportunity. So uh, universe, one time to the universe. But even with her delivery, Alexis K. Tyler means well. Her intent is, it, it means well. It's, it's to educate. It's to inform. So that's why when some of you guys were seeing my social media posts with the, hey, if you have sensitive ears, it's because she's not very high. Um, and I'm not knocking people who are just soft voice and you know kind and you know I'm not saying she's not kind but just have that really quiet cool sometimes timid demeanor this ain't her this ain't her at all that's not even me so 
I'll be trying to tell y'all, like, look, prep your ears. Because I didn't edit none of this shit, to be honest with you. I didn't edit not a cuss word. I didn't edit not a, not a, you, you'll see what I mean. So this is not safe for work if you don't have headphones. This is not safe to listen to around children. This is for grown, grown, mature folks only. For real. Like, I'm just letting you guys know now. So if you need to go out and get you a thing of headphones, do what you need to do. If you need to go put your kid in the room and or or listen to it at a later time, go ahead and do so. But I'm just letting you know, to spare your embarrassment, <laughs> you getting embarrassed. Because these folks hearing all kind of words on this podcast. Go ahead and get your stuff in order now before you take a listen. But with respect to who Alexis K. Tyler is, no bio that I could tell from her, whether it's through my own personal experience, does more justice than what she tells us in the first 25 minutes. She pretty much breaks down the core of who she really is down to the roots in the first 20 minutes. So I'm going to let her tell us who she is. Now, for those who are completely unfamiliar, the few of you that are, Slight, slight, very few. Um, I will say this. Alexis K. Tyler, she is a TV host. She's an um, author. She's an artist. Her father is Jackie Wilson, Mr. Excitement. For those um, in my generation who saw The Jacksons, The American Dream, remember that part when Michael Jackson and his brothers were about to go on stage and there was a man just giving it up to a uh, baby workout? That man was portraying her father, who is Jackie Wilson. For those who are music heads out there, Jackie Wilson obviously is um, a pioneer in R&B music and rock and roll as well. Um, so that's her father. So she also does music um, as well. And her son, um, Daniel Red, does music. So it's like a family business. Um, also, with the TV host, she obviously did Vagina Power. She's working on a sci-fi sex series. She does readings, um, intuitive readings. She also makes beauty products. So she's pretty multifaceted in terms of her get down. So that's the basic bio of who she is. But the real shit comes up in these next couple of minutes. So with that being said, I hope you guys are listening in the highest of spirits, in the highest of help. I hope you guys are ready to learn some things, be a little bit more open-minded, get some different perspectives. I share a little bit of tea of my own in terms of a, um, a partner I was dating who I actually could tell had actually stepped out on me um, based on some things I noticed that were um, going on. And Alexis and I get to the root of what that was. Now, granted, this is a long, like the situation is long ago. At least to me, it feels like it happened ages ago. Um, because the way my, my, uh, Pluto and Scorpio is set up, that's just the way shit is. But, um, we actually break it down. And even after the fact, I get clarity. I'm like, Oh damn. So that's why he was acting funny. I mean, it's over, it's water under the bridge now, but it's just so funny to like talk with somebody and you get perspective about your own business. <laughs> while you're talking so it's really more so a chat between two grown women but um it's still an interview nonetheless so with that being said sit back relax and enjoy peace and light y'all i'm speaking with the alexis k tyler tonight how you doing great thank I'm, you for having me i'm i'm honored um for those that have been looking at my social media this is this is a, a thing for me i've been talking about this interview for the past couple of weeks and i'm really honored and humbled that Alexis K. Tyler is interviewing with me. And for those who are not familiar, we're going to get you familiar tonight. So we're just going to jump right into it. For those that are not aware, um, you went viral before going viral was a thing. Before it was a phrase to even you know describe being immensely popular on a global scale through the use of the internet or YouTube or, or social media. Now, most of us that are aware of Alexis K. Tyler, we found her through a television show that she used to do here in Atlanta. Could you tell us about that show? Yeah. I was on People TV. That's public access in Atlanta. And my show was called Alexis K. Tyler Vagina Power and Penis Power. I dealt with spiritual sexuality, breaking the code, dropping that real game as to how men trick women, use hurt, and deceive them, and giving women the secret knowledge that they are divine, and they really got the power. And men were exploiting them and turning them upside down and stealing their power from them. And I was showing them how to get it back, how to really recognize the psychology of penis power. And it became a hit that way, but also a lot of people couldn't take it. And the uh, director at the time of the television station couldn't take it. So she lied and did what she could to get my show off the air. But fortunately, my fans were taping that show. And they were secretly taking it, chopping it, screwing it, putting it on YouTube, which was relatively new, and on MySpace. 
And I literally got hundreds of thousands and even millions of hits within days. They turned me viral before we knew what viral was. So for those of, of you who see a lot of people that are out here um, doing sexuality and spirituality, not a knock at all, but this is a true pioneer in the game. This is over 10 years of consistency. <laughs> so this is why it was such a big deal for me to bring Alexis to this show because she helped inspire a lot of people, myself included, to be very free and open and not and cognizant and knowledgeable about my sexual energy and how important it is to be selective and to, to really know what you're doing when you're out here having sex or just dealing with people in general. Now, I know there's other things that you do besides uh, vagina power. Obviously, some time has passed. I understand you do music and you're also an author, right? Yes, uh, that was incorporated into Vagina Power from the very beginning because it's, people don't understand what, what I mean, Vagina Power, and spiritual sexuality. So when you deal with spiritual sexuality, that is 360 degrees of the woman, the mind, the body, the spirit, and the soul. The soul essence is where Vagina Power lies. I was not talking about... Starting vagina power with the physical cells that create the vagina, the clitoris, the labia major, labia minor, mons pubis, and then the internal female organs. No, because there's a force, a whole etheric anatomy, and the quantum mind of God that projects the third dimensional vagina, the flesh, into being. So what I was trying to get people to say, but I know I did it in a comical, ghetto, kind of plain English way so that people can understand and created metaphors and just made it fun, kind of edutainment, educational and entertaining. But it was always a spiritual premise, a spiritual basis behind the sexuality. So... I came from Georgia, a very repressed spiritual and religious background, and my mother was a preacher, but my mother was also very, very abusive. My father, I've known this since I was a little girl, is the late, great Mr. Excitement, Jackie Wilson. And my mother always abused me because she was mad at my father. And she abandoned me and left me in the projects with my grandmother and just leave me different places for the first 12 years of my life. So I had a lot of wounded little girl issues, a lot of abandonment issues, and I didn't know who I was. And then my mother threw me into the street when I was a teenager with only the clothes I was wearing on my back and the shoes I had on. It was in October, November, and I slept on the street. I slept in the car. I um, would get up and use the bathroom outside of my car. I was so cold, I would wake up because my teeth were chattering, my body was shaking. I was so cold sleeping in my car. And I would go to gas stations and wash up and use the bathroom and get up and look for a job because I was determined not to go back to my mother's house. She was so abusive. I actually felt better living on the street and sleeping in my car than living with my mother who had a lot of money and lived in, you know, the lap of luxury and budget. And so... And then I had a little boy and raised that little boy uh, single-handedly. His father wasn't there. So I went through a lot of drama and a lot of abuse at the first part of my life. So I knew I didn't know who I was. I didn't have confidence. I had very low self-esteem. I only had a GED. But I always knew intuitively there was something about my life and all the bad things about my life that I had to hang on and I had to stay alive through those bad things because I knew one day that I would tell that story in a way that would inspire other people that went through the same thing to let them know that if I can overcome this, so can you. And it was in those experiences and being abused by men that I realized I had vaginal power. That's what my spirit just came and told me and that that power had been turned upside down in me because of the childhood abuse and the wounded little girl inside of me and my vagina power had been used against me. So that name came to me, and I started to realize that every part of myself I had to learn to love, respect, and embrace. My mother called me a rape baby and said I was never wanted and that I was wasted 
sperm cells. Even right before I started my show, my mother was telling me that I had no purpose. I was dumb and stupid and wasted sperm cells. I should have aborted you. You know, I, I never should have had you. I never wanted you. And I found out that I was not a rape baby. I was not conceived in violence or rape. My mother had lied about that because she could not get my father in control and manipulate him. And that was always a source of pain, low self-esteem, and a deep wound in me because my own mother didn't want me and said nobody else wanted me. And it seemed like the world agreed with her. Whenever I had men to do me wrong or abandon me with a baby, I felt she must be right. If she doesn't love me, who can love me? So it was in that. And looking at all of that, I knew I couldn't teach anybody to become 360 degrees in vagina power, even stand in there and be a warrior and know who you were. If I didn't know who I was and I didn't love, accept, and embrace and heal myself. So it was through doing that show and sharing my open rawness and my pain and my vulnerability. And then the people responding and loving me and supporting me and saying, hey, your mama did that. My mama did that, too. Hey, you feel like that? I feel like that, too. Y'all was abandoned, too. I'm hurt, too. I'm a grown woman with a little girl inside of me. And she's causing me to get fucked over and screwed because I'm making decisions from the wounded little girl mind and not the chronologically grown woman that you see on the outside. Once I saw that and I realized I had to be 360 with myself, I had to embrace the part of me, which is my father. I had to embrace the fact that I had his face, that I look like him, I sang like him, and that these were abilities in me that were not impediments or weaknesses or curses, but divine blessings. And for me to heal that side of me and love myself that was my father and embrace my father and everything about him, that's the only way that I could be at 360 degrees of myself and vagina power. So it took a long time. I said all that to get to this point. It took a long time. <laughs> but I'm now doing my father, Jackie Wilson's music, and I love him, and I respect him, and I honor him. And it has made me love and respect and honor every cell in my body that is a reflection of him and to know that I am special and I am loved and I'm worthy of love. And it's just taken me to a totally new level. So that part of the, the my business is Alexis Wilson because that's the part that's my father and I'm honoring, and that was my name before I changed it to Alexis K. Tyler. So embracing the Wilson side of me, going back home, going back into the root of my cells and calling forth the greatness and standing in it and claiming and saying, I am great, I am divine, I am special, just like I tell every woman that she is. Standing in that makes me more effective in delivering the message because now I'm not half of the whole. I'm not wounded. I'm not handicapped. And I, I owe that to the fans because they saw something in me I didn't see in myself. They saw something in me my mother would not acknowledge in seeing me just by loving me, supporting me, being there and saying, yes, you have helped me. I'm 360 with myself. That the whole over the past ten years, I started that show in 2006 on television, and up to now 2017, it has been a very deep, very brutal, very intense journey. And a lot of women and men have taken that journey with me. And I wasn't sure I was going to make it, but this is what I have evolved into the music and at the beginning and creating the sci-fi sex series. Now that's going to be something because you will see that the sex series is dealing with angels, demons, spirituality, sex, and magic. That sounds like that's going to be one hell of a book. I'm here for all of it. You got all the elements that make for good reading. So, we're basically dealing with a woman of many facets. So, we have a woman who is the daughter of a legendary entertainment, Mr. Excitement. That's Jackie Wilson. And then we also have an author. Then we also have someone who's been able to use her own issues growing up or her, her own journey, her own turbulent times to end up creating something that we all can identify with. 
And I think you laid down a lot of stuff flat regarding your philosophy with respect to spirituality and sexuality. Is there anything else that you want to put on that before we get to the next question? No, we should go ahead and it'll probably come up as I answer the questions or we deal with the questions. You have pretty good questions. Really smart audience. <laughs> I did tell her that you guys submitted some questions and she's going to answer all of them. Every single question that you all submitted will get here. We're going to keep them anonymous because you're not going to blow up no spots. But I want to at least <laughs> let y'all know now to keep listening because we're going to get to every single one of your questions. Now, I noticed that we, you know, we told us, you told us about Vagina Power 360. What exactly is penis power? It's the same thing. You know, we have not discussed this issue in the black community, and it started to come out because a lot of people, actually, I have more people that love me, but when I did the um, television shows about the gay men and the DL men, it was very important to me because HIV and AIDS is such an epidemic in Atlanta, especially with black women. They actually did a statistic. Um, I think the CDC said... In 2016, AIDS, HIV was higher in Atlanta than in a third world country or on the same level as a third world country. And I realized that every disease is a spiritual and a metaphysical disease before it trickles down into the physical. It's in the astral and the auric field before it becomes physical. It's in the mind um, and the different levels of the mind, um, the ether and the etheric anatomy. So there are a lot of men they have a problem standing in penis power because their first sexual encounter was their mother's boyfriend or their uncle sticking his dick in their mouth or in their butt. A lot of these men, and see, that's why I was so scared. My little boy resented me for this a long time. He's just now, as you know, he's become a grown man. Uh, and we've talked about it because I was always very open about sex with my, my son. He knew I never would let him go to the Boy Scouts or Little League Baseball or football when he was a little boy because I knew that's where a lot of homosexuality was created in little boys. Now, let me make it clear. I am not talking about a person that's naturally homosexual or transsexual. That's not what I am talking about. I'm talking about creating this contradiction in a child through rape and molestation. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, someone that willingly and as an adult consents to have sex with the same sex, I'm not talking about that's your fucking business. I don't give a fuck about what you do as a grown person, but I do have an issue when you're doing it with a child or an animal. That's, that's, that's my issue that you are DL. I hate a fucking liar. I hate a man that is sleeping with women unprotected and not letting women know that he either picks up male prostitutes or he is acting in a homosexual lifestyle without a condom, without being tested. And then he is putting the woman, his wife, his girlfriend, or women at risk without disclosing so that she has a choice and that she can protect herself before she gets, gets pregnant. Excuse me, infected. Or let me, well, let me add the pregnancy in there too because there were babies being born with HIV and dying early. Now they have so many advancements. Fortunately, if the woman is HIV positive, she can get pregnant and the baby be HIV negative with the right treatment and medication. There is the, uh, now we have it where one partner can be HIV positive. And the other partner can be HIV negative, and with the right treatment, the HIV negative partner can stay HIV negative. However, even in 2017, I have gay friends that are infected, and they give me the updates because a lot of them have become politically active and a, um, HIV um, counselors, so they keep up with the latest meds. And unfortunately, even though there are those advances, some people put themselves at risk while they're taking the medicine and have a zero-count viral load, but the virus is still present, and they're not using protection. Or the medicines they take, now you can have unprotected sex with certain medicines and still not pass it. However, some people are still having health problems taking the medications because the side effects of the medications are toxic to their organs, or they may get to a point where they plateau and they do not work anymore, or the cocktails do not work. So it's still very important to be careful. So I'm not trying to get off track. I'm going to tie it in. That's 
you know, asked about penis power. A lot of boys, instead of being in penis power and penis pain, because they're hiding the fact that they cannot function or have an orgasm with a woman because they're not telling her that their daddy or their uncle is fucking them or a band teacher or the, the, the football coach was fucking them, okay? This is a reality that has not been addressed or that the choir director or the preacher is sticking his dick in their mouth or sucking their dick. This is a real reality. Like I said, my mother was a preacher. I grew up in a church. I saw a lot of this go on. I am the victim of being molested by family members and them trying to have sex with me as a child. And even people in the religious community. I saw this firsthand and I saw other children violated and adults having sex with them. I, I know this was true. However, I got such a bad backlash. People actually want to kill me because I was exposing this to women. And a lot of men would never tell their woman because a lot of women will automatically say, you're gay and I don't want to have sex with you anymore. And a lot of these men are not gay because they were molested by men or anally penetrated or orally penetrated by a man. But they do have a lot of pain and conflict as a result of it. So... When I speak about penis power, I also address that issue, and that's why, because for a man to become every level of the the master over his life and be an ultimate healer, teacher, husband, lover, confident friend, and manifest his destiny, he has to deal with all of the wounded little boy issues and fractures that nobody knows about. And... If I, if you don't mind, I want to interject with this because I know we live in a society where people will listen to two minutes of shit and think that it's, that's the entire hour, two hour conversation. Be very clear. We're not talking, or Alexis in this case is not talking about homosexuality being wrong or LGBTQ anything being wrong. She's discussing issues where there are children that are being abused. Some by the same sex, some by the opposite sex. And that manifesting into an inability to have a sense of security in yourself as well as while having relationships with other people. So I just want to be very clear before anybody gets super, um, what's, well, super in their feelings about what's being said. Please feel free to rewind and get that clarity because that's what she's discussing. The power is about being able to. I'll say it again, and I'll go even deeper, because, you know, there ain't no shame in my game. My first lover was a woman. So I have, I'm a bisexual, but I choose not to live a bisexual life at this time. I just date men. So please don't get it twisted. That's not what I'm saying. And some of my best friends that are like my brothers are homosexual. They're gay. That's not what I said. I have no problem with somebody, an adult being gay. Even if, if, if a little boy, you see that he's a feminine and he's, he's homosexual, protect him. Let him be until he becomes a grown man or of legal adult age where he can decide if he want to have sex with another man. He don't have the right to be raped by no man or molested or abused because he's a little boy and he acting feminine and twisting like a girl. And that's, he's never been raped because a lot of boys are homosexual. They're just naturally that way. They've never been raped. So every little boy that's gay has not been raped. That's not what I said. I said, but a lot of men hide the fact that they have been molested and raped. And the only thing I have a problem with is a adult having sex with a child. I don't care if it's a woman having sex with a little boy, sucking his dick, teaching him how to screw her, or I don't care if it's a man having a sex with a little boy. It's not a homosexual issue to me. It's a pedophile issue to me. I don't like pedophiles, male or female. That's what I'm speaking against, and I'm speaking against the trauma and the pain and all of the mental problems and emotional problems that are created in men that hide the fact that a man did that to them because they will be labeled by a lot of people as gay. And a lot of them are not gay because they were violated by a, a pedophile. True. And I'm, I won't even say adult pedophile because sometimes they cousins do it. Mm-hmm. Children, they age, do it to them because you don't know that child has it's been done to them by someone else. That's why I didn't let my little boy not only join those groups, but I didn't let little boys spend the night over our house. And I didn't let him spend the night with little boys because I knew because of what I 
had seen. And in some ways, um, I don't. It was very painful for me to learn to heal from that. But I was glad in a way that I had seen and experienced it because I learned not to trust grown people around my little boy. Because when I was a little girl, I would intuitively knew if a grown man was around, he was like, "You want to fuck me." And I was like seven, eight years old, and I could tell the grown people in my family that my mother, grandmother, everybody was laughing and chit-chatting with that had grown women girlfriends. I knew my mother and my grandmother, all of them didn't see when they were giving me the eye. They wanted some of my little pussy. I knew it, and they, they actually had molested me, and I immediately told the same day that it happened. I could sense it, and it bothered me because they couldn't see it. Like I saw it as a little girl, because we were taught children are seen and children are not heard and children are dumb when it comes to adults. The adult is automatically older and smarter, and they're not, because I knew when somebody wanted to do that to me when they were grown. And as a result of that, I was very severely, overly protective of my son, I, and I tell him to this day, I don't care if you decide you want to have sex with a man. I don't have a problem with that as long as you make a conscious decision that that's what you want to do. What y'all did as a grown man, you can get it who you want to get to as long as you're not raped. That's what I have the issue with, not homosexuality, but pedophiles and down low liars, pretenders, fakers that are passing disease. You laid that all the way down flat. Now, you've pretty much laid down everything, as as obviously as we all say out here nowadays. You pretty much spilled the tea within the first 20 <laughs> minutes of the conversation. And I think it's really dope because one thing I've always said is people go through shit, but they don't have to tell the whole world that they're going through shit to be authentic. They don't have to. But if you want to, that's that's a really upstanding example of standing firm in your truth. And I noticed that you, you've done that. You know, I've had people try to do that to me. Oh, well, you know, that ain't her name. And, you know, well, it, it, it is my name. You know, Alexis K. Tyler, I'm not one of those that's going to play with it and be like, well, you know, this is my government name and, you know, this is my real name, KK. Uh-uh. I got time for that. I, I literally went to and stood in front of a judge, and now I kind of regret that decision. I mean, I, I love what I created with the Alexis K. Tyler Vagina Power brand, even though I'm regrouping it. But like I had said earlier, it was based on a lot of pain and, and, and shame. And you know what? To be really, really real about it, one thing I said in an interview, because I've always told people that, people that know me knew that. I never hit it. This is not my first time saying it. I said it in 2007. My old fans know that, and they loved me for, for that. I said, you know what? I changed my name, and I changed my game. I named myself, and I determined who I am and what I am and my destiny from this moment forward because my mother had been so abusive. You have to think about that. Every time a mother beats her child, she calls that child by their name. Come here, James. I'm going to beat your ass, James. You was bad, James. Go pick, go break your switch off, James. That's how they did in the country. You know, wham, hitting you, hitting They are affirming the violation to your body, to your person, justifying the beating, and the name they gave you when you popped out of their ass, they are also calling you that. So it's reinforcing that in some way they are justified. I'm your mother. I had you. I named you. I shaped you. And everything that I want to do to you, I have the right to do because I created you and you're my property, even if it's a violation to your own soul. And every time I do it, I'm calling the soul the name that I gave the soul. And I said, you will not continue to call me by the name you gave me and have me respond to that name, at least the first name. She didn't give me the last name. But the first, you call me that, and then I have to turn and answer because that's the only name I know that you gave me. So you know what? I am freeing myself from your prison because you're not the boss of me, and you're really not a divine mother. You're not in your divine godhood. So I'm going to take control of my vessel. And I am 
am changing my name and controlling and writing my own game. Alexis K. Tyler, vagina power in this motherfucker. And that was why. That was the main reason. Why? Because in this life, if you're going to be empowered, you have to move from a place of knowing that you are right in what you do and having your identity and your mission very clear and move on your own godhood and your own volition. Not with the yoke of bondage that your mother put on your neck and anytime she wants to get you in check, she calls you by that name that she has enslaved you by. I wasn't having it no goddamn mom. You know, it's really interesting that all of this is tying to claiming your personal power, um, obviously self-empowerment, as well as freedom. Now, how important is it for us to maintain a sense of freedom in our expression through communication or even through sexual communication or like having sex? It, it, it is the ultimate knowledge of self to always maintain your freedom if that is where you need to be to grow and to see your vision and to find your identity. Now, some people, everybody's not a leader. So I'm not talking to them because some people like to be controlled, like to be taken care of, like to be told what to do, like to be led. And you just got some dumb motherfuckers out here that blow with the goddamn wind. They follow us. And that's all they're going to be. That's all they want to be. They don't want to work hard and strive to get out of that prison and to become a leader because it's too much. It's harder and it's more responsibility. Like you said, you on front street. You know, you got to tell the truth. Because if you're a leader and you're running for office or you're doing a public show like I was, I didn't have any room for secrets. Because I knew what I said was going to create enemies. And some people were going to see me that knew me or knew somebody that knew me. And you wasn't going to fucking put me on blast like that. And, well, you know, I seen her in the gay club. Yeah, sure. Do you want the address where we was at and the time who I was with? You know, do that. Because then, you got a lot of followers. They don't want to go through that. They can't take that. It's too much on their heart. They done had a nervous goddamn breakdown. So we ain't talking about them. I ain't talking to them because they don't want to do their work. They, they like being told what to do. They like to get their ass beat. They like to get tied up and get fucked in the ass with saran wrap around their goddamn head. Until they bust nuts and halfway suffocate or some of the motherfuckers die. You know, we, we ain't talking about them. I'm talking about the, the, the one you know you born to be a goddamn lion. And you just might have been told you was a rat or a, a, a fucking chicken. Cause now you realize you're an eagle, so you saw above, you don't hang with the chicken, you don't even talk to them or look at them. And now you realize you're not a rat, you're a goddamn lion. So now you are growing your claws and your mane is fluffing and you all in that motherfucker with all sheen and you standing in your goddamn power. If you are one of those, then you need to maintain your independence inside the bed and outside the goddamn bed. Whether you're dealing with a lover a family member, a friend, or you're at work. Because sexual energy is not always about no dick and pussy shit. It's not always about no physical. Because you have to remember, like I said earlier, spiritual sexual energy is quantum energy and universal will. It is force. Force, just raw energy, does not confine itself to one category. It is every aspect of your being, and it is also your chakras, the seven main chakras and the ones that go into infinity, and it is your auric field. It is your genetic memory. It is the clan that you come from, because a lot of this stuff moves through generational blessings and curses, moves through DNA and bloodline. There's a genetic memory in you, and it's encoded in every cell. That force keeps the heart pumping. That electromagnetic field keeps the heart pumping, and it keeps all the organs functioning. You know that from going to the hospital. They read the electromagnetic field in the body and in the heart. If you ain't got electricity pumping, your ass is flatlined. So we don't have no more discussion. That energy itself is the same pussy and dick energy that I am talking about. So when you are a leader, you claim that 
and it moves intellectually and it moves sexually. Mm. It's just, I refuse to direct it. That's, that's real. That's, oh, that's real. And when you said DNA, man, when you said DNA, I'm going to tell y'all some tea of my own, right? I, um, I go through dating scenarios like you all. We all going through the shit together. And there was a nice young gentleman, um, that I was interested in that I, um, was digging. And I noticed that over time, Things begin to disintegrate. Don't try to figure out who he is because I ain't going to tell you no time frame. It could have been five years ago, five months ago. We're not going to do that shit on this show. But I noticed that over time, and we had exchanged sexual energy, over time, things began to change communication-wise. He started getting upset over little dumbass shit. And I'm talking about shit that shouldn't even be made to be such a super big fuss about. We having four to six hour conversations about little shit at least so i thought it was little shit so i asked my teacher um unas on a very general scale i said yo i gave him this scenario because i always wanted to know what that was about and he said with respect to the genetics um the dna that's in all of us he said to me it sounds as if this person that was in your partnership stepped outside of the arena exchanged dna with someone else came back and whether it was kissing having sex whatever whatever energy that was it came back to you by way of him and the reason why y'all not getting along is because that dna that he brought to you the shit don't match with yours and when he said with when, when you just said that dna that shit just it clicked for me it was like aha you're absolutely right you are y'all y'all in this man Man, oh, oh, let me take that even deeper than that shit. He might not even did that unless he told you he did that or you had proof he did it. Let, let, let me take it even one deeper. And I know because I have to live my life this way. So much of my time I spend celibate. Once you start to take your power and rise into the lioness and to the goddess, the resurrection of the goddess, you have, everybody has ancestors positive and negative that will follow them into this lifetime or even if they're not with you right now they are watching you because there is a reflective membrane between this world and the other side so you may not see them but that reflective membrane is the same as the reflective membrane on your cells, and it is a cosmic mirror. So they know you and everything about you before you were born. There are certain ancestors that have been here before you, but they have transitioned and went back over to the other side. They've given up the body, but they are still very much alive. So they know who you are if there is a deep cosmic and genetic connection where you look like them, sound like them, and you can find them. If you choose to look at pictures of ancestors or know their names or someone tells you the different racial mixtures in your background and you start looking at the pictures of some of them, eventually on either side, you're going to see someone that looks like you. Well, many times those spirits were not ready to leave their body, but based on an agreement or a refusal to accept themselves completely, there was an accident or a situation that brought about their death too early or too soon or in a really, really fucked up way. So they had incomplete journeys here. They did not complete the karma or even that accident as a result of them not coming 360 degrees with themselves cause the incompletion of the karma. So they will look at you. They're watching you over here, especially if you have spiritual abilities and you have the gift of beauty because beauty is something that is truly a gift from the ancestors. Everyone doesn't have a charm and swag that it, that essence, is a gift from the ancestors. You get it in the womb. You can't buy swag. You can't create swag. It's just like the, that it. You've got it or you don't. So some of your ancestors can look at you and say, they can ask for permission to come over here and channel through you. Or you might have subliminally channeled them in and you don't know you did it. So because they like you, you remind them of something about themselves. 
something they want to complete or continue to enjoy in a beautiful body. So they will inhabit you. So let's say you have sex with this guy. His spirit, you don't know it because you probably haven't done a DNA test or a history to see what region his people come from. Were there conflicts and wars with your people, even Ooh. one group of your people? So that when you're fucking him, you're kissing him, you're exchanging fluids with him, it is now merging with your DNA and it is electrifying and opening up the cell memory of previous wars and conflict and division that his ancestors have had with yours that creates such a rage and set off such an alarm in your vagina and every cell in your being that it will create war and conflict between you and that man because they don't want you fucking him. Ooh. Just went there. Okay. Damn. Now I know this person after the fact told me that they ended up stepping out outside of the situation because um they had mentioned something and I said, Oh, okay, okay, cool. But after the fact. But that's also something really deep to consider. Now, do you think that's in relation to soul ties? That's what maybe But see you have to think about why. Cause see, you don't know who or what ancestor or spirit on him whispered in his ear to turn that way to create division between you and him and because your ancestors on you didn't like that energy because it's something about him that doesn't resonate with the energy of your ancestors genetically and spiritually. Mm. Okay. All black folks all black folks y'all all of no you're not they're different ethnic groups and subgroups and cultures and languages and diets and religions of so-called black people and all of them don't get along Native Americans and African tribes some of them just don't fuck with each other and you don't really see them getting together having no children together all black people are not equal they're not the same they all don't hang with each other they all don't fuck each other they all don't look alike you know and people most people are not educated to know that and to understand and to, and to understand it. And it's not supposed to be that way because a lot of those tribes were warring tribes. A lot of African tribes war with each other. They don't get along. Your cell remembers, and then there are even spiritual wars with them. And as a result of that, you start having sex with someone that's out of a tribe that your ancestors never liked and dealt with, and theirs didn't like yours, even though you and them are attracted right now in 2017. Your body could swell up. Your body could get sick. The more y'all have sex and get close, this motherfucker want to fight you, create conflict and all arguments and want to fuck around on you. You don't know what being led him in that direction. It could be his because they subliminally know what's going on between your tribe and his and it has not been resolved. Or your higher being could set it in motion and you don't consciously know. And you wanted out, everything was fine, we were getting along, the sex was good, and all of a sudden it was a distance, a rip, he did this to me, and I ain't even doing that to deserve it. But you don't know which part of you did have something to do with the shit. Broke that down. I've seen it in my own life. That's why I realized genetics and the history of who you fucking with and their beliefs and knowing their ancestors, their mama, their daddy. The mama side, the daddy side, where they believe, where they came from, where their racism there, were, were anybody beat up by the police, was anybody strung up by the police, where there are different fights based on cultural differences, color differences, religious differences, whether anybody heavy into voodoo, witchcraft, black magic. You, you, you have to know who you're fucking because you're not fucking the person that you're fucking. You're literally fucking not only the spirits of who they fucked with, but also different ancestors and different entities associated with the ancestor is moving through his dick, his body fluids, the awe, and the cell memory. Damn, that's some... Man. I wish that I had had this concept... Way back in the day, because this would have helped me out a great deal, at least to get some kind of clarity. Now I'm sitting here after the fact, like, damn, 
knowing knowing thyself and knowing who you're dealing with is very key. You are absolutely right. Those children should be playing. You you shouldn't even have children with everybody. The birth date of that child, the sex itself is always spiritual because spiritual is always watching y'all fuck. Spirits are always there. Entities, negative and positive, are always there. It's a ritual during sexual intercourse. Even sucking a dick is still sexual intercourse. And it's spiritual intercourse. That child should be plotted out, the exact birth date, time, the astrology of the child, the numerology of the name, the meaning of the name, so that you create the vibration for the child. The whole history should be plotted out before it's even conceived. And the right male and female and calling forth the right entities. That's why we have so many children that are easily led astray and out of balance, drug addicts, alcoholics, killers, in and out of jail, can't find their way, can't stand up for themselves, not leaders with fucking followers. Because of whose sperm we took. And the ritual wasn't done properly. And you just, oh, I just happened to keep pregnant in January. So I'm going to have him in October, November. That shouldn't have been a damn happenstance. Because you could have you given birth to God. And the greater the chance for it to be a God and a leader and a high vibrational being, if you plot out who you fucking, what kind of sperm you're taking in, and when and planning the pregnancy. And why? What is the purpose? And what is the family line here? What's the potentials here that you could possibly bring forth? I've always been raised with the understanding that you do have to mate smart. And I think from a spiritual aspect, that's another key to mate smart. Besides looking for somebody with a particular height, a particular level of intelligence and, you know, a particular build and looking at the family. Like it's, it's bigger than just that. It's, it goes way, way deeper than, than what we, what meets the eye really. To me, when you're dealing with the Jewish faith, that's one of the most powerful places that that it occurs, and that it, it's a science, and it should be. And and dealing with Hebrew, and and because when you deal with that, that's that's how I chose my name. That's on um, dealing with the Kabbalah. It wasn't a happenstance name. Because every letter has a corresponding number, and every number has a vibration. So when you string letters together, and it's also dealing with gematria, when you string them together, all those numbers together, it's a code, and it creates a vibration and a frequency, and there's a meaning. So you could be naming your child all these ridiculous-ass names, and you don't know what the fuck they mean. They just sit here... Conquisha, Dula Modisha, all that bullshit. You can't even tell me what the fuck it means. And where is it from? What's the origin and what does it do? What's the number of it? What's the code of it? Just ignorant. Then you want to ride these chairs and get around here and do ignorant shit. And it cannot make deeper decisions. Now, it's some that will just rebel from the way. And like it's saying in the Bible, they get older, they will come back to the way. You teach it as children. They have to come back to it. But the ones that never know, because they choose not to study and to understand that the whole universe and your body is based on quantum math and a number before it is a letter, they fucking lost. Damn. Like, it's... <laughs> this has definitely been... this. I knew you was going to go in-depth, but you done went, <laughs> like... Like, damn, now I'm questioning shit that I probably done did in the past during this damn year. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to get back focused to these next questions. So, with that being said, going back to procreation and exchanging sexual energy, one thing I noticed, and it's probably one of my, my most memor- or memorized excuse me, phrases that you ever said was, <laughs> dick will make you slap somebody. And when I heard that, I hollered. Because when I first seen it about 10 years ago, I was in a situation where me and this girl were like maybe a meetup away from squaring up about some dude I had dated before her because she was dealing with him then. So I just thought that was interesting because essentially it's true. Dick will make you slap somebody. 
And I remember this being used in the context of being digmatized. But how does one become digmatized? Well, I mean, the dick, because you meet somebody that is chemically, um, sexually, and emotionally uh, compatible with you, where that dick and pussy connection really opens you up. He knows how to hit them walls properly. His energy and his way pleases you and stimulates you and also makes you feel good and have incredible orgasms, but sometimes he can't go outside of that to meet you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially, financially, where it's a 360-degree give and take and a healing for both of you. So the heaviest area is the first chakra area, and relationships never become really serious and last when it's based on fucking, good fucking. That's doesn't really go anywhere else over time and then other people get involved in it because it's, it's really not a complete union and if the woman is emotionally insecure and unstable because she's gotten that feeling and she's not used to getting it and she likes the person and she likes the encounter and she becomes very in- insecure and emotionally unstable afraid she's going to lose it then you know she's stigmatized in a negative way when you take a dick in you should learn to do tantric energy because tantric energy is a universal energy that everybody carries. But you should pull that dick energy up all the way to your crown and out of your crown and around your aura just like a water fountain sprouting out of the crown chakra and around. Use that energy for your benefit instead of just letting that energy build up in your pussy because somebody thrusting and pounding up in your pussy and they ejaculating your pussy even with a condom on. And you're ejaculating, you know, you, you're having an orgasm. All that energy is compounded to that little space between the hips and the pelvis and, and your ass. A lot of women like to get fucked in the ass now. So you're, you're building all too much energy. And if it's not expelled and you're walking around and it keeps building up there, the women become unstable. They become emotionally unstable because they are not dissipating and taking control. Being powerful in relationship and grounding, grounding themselves and relieving the negative and excess and pulling up and circulating it all over the body. Just like it's good to ejaculate sometimes for male men and women. Have sex, build that energy up and don't come. Maybe wait till later that night or the next day to come. And it's more intense and then you use that energy for intellectual purposes or at a business meeting or when your energy is feeling low or to be creative. That energy is the same life force and birth energy outside of you just doing some physical fucking. It's the same energy. Learn how to control, dispel, and redirect. Clean the energy. Because when I was talking about that, I was telling a story, a true story. And I saw people's comments. I didn't respond. Trying to say I was talking about myself and I wasn't talking about myself. I literally... I knew a lady at the time, this man was very spiritual. He understood tantric energy and how directed he was fucking the shit out of her. And she left her husband of like 30 years, left her home, her children, to be in an unstable lifestyle. I mean, she had no education, no money of her own. She was a kept housewife. Fuck this man. This man turned her out so bad and used all that spiritual and esoteric energy on her and, and sex magic on her. She left her husband of all those years that she had had her children by, left the stability of that home where she had no job, no money saved, no education, the money she did have saved from her settlement. You know, she gave it to this man and spent it on this man, and this man still said he was not ready to marry her or commit to her. It got to the point, once he spent all of her savings and she wasn't working, making any more money, they were living in a hotel week to week. And he was still telling her, I want to do polygamy. I'm very conscious, I'm very spiritual, I want to do polygamy, you'll be the main one, but I don't want just you, and because I don't want to work no job, I need to study, I need to, to really build myself up to be a teacher, so I need other women that are going to work and finance what I'm doing, and we need to be a big family. She freaked out, and he would tell her this, and then stick dick up in her. I'm talking about big, thick, long, juicy, whole dick hitting that bottom. <laughs> it became so overwhelming one night, I had to pick her up at Georgia Regional Hospital off Panthersville. What? I, I, yeah, she had a mental breakdown behind that. She had so much energy and so much intensity. And it was so good. She had never, her husband was not that kind of lover. She never, she was in like her late 40s, early 50s and had got turned out for the first time in her life. 
never felt anything like that. Damn. And that is episode 18, part one with Alexis K. Tyler. If you want to reach out to her, you can definitely do so at AlexisKTyler.net. She's Alexis K. Tyler on Facebook, Alexis K. Tyler VP on Instagram. If you want to find me, you can do so at SpiritualHomeGirl.com, Instagram, Facebook, SpiritualHomeGirl, Twitter at SpiritHomeGirl. I do, again, thank you for checking me out. Next episode is going to be cracking with this part two. We pretty much answer you guys' questions. I got a lot of questions about what's the whole point of sex if it was supposedly for procreation only. We talk about a gentleman who loves his lady friend and how she pleases him, but he can't help but wonder if she was promiscuous in the past. He wants to bring that up, but doesn't know how. That's another question. Another question is from a person who crossed the line with their friend and she feels like she's lost her personal power and she feels used. And she wants to know how to re-empower herself as she feels like she's giving herself to a person that um, she can't seem to take back. She can't seem to move on. So we have a lot of interesting questions that Alexis is going to answer for us. Um, so with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And again, you can listen to any other podcast, but you chose to listen to mine. And I really do appreciate that. So with that being said, I guess we will uh, chop up next episode. Oh. Look out for those snippets of part two in the next coming uh, six or seven days. So again, this is the Spiritual Homegirl. Um, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace and love.